0: Welcome back to the Everyday Christian Podcast, where we apply
1: scriptural principles to everyday Christian lives. I'm Gabe Bontrager, and
0: I'm John Rich, and today we're honored to have Dr. Tim Loretto and Brother Bradley Stevens from the Questions of Faith podcast as we ask them the question: What are some of the main purposes and practices of the Holy Ghost in our daily lives? <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. Really honored to have uh, these brethren on here today. And to start, we want to welcome them: Doctor Timothy Larito, Brother Tim Larito, Brother Brad Stevens. Thanks welcome. For us. Yeah. yeah. Excited to be here. Yeah. So they currently currently have a podcast. I think it's twelve episodes in, thirteen episodes in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, called the Questions of Faith podcast, and um, really. Very interesting. I think my my favorite episode is still the Mark of the Beast episode. I, I keep going back to. That. I think that was like the that's third episode, one, and it <laughs> and it's the <laughs> highest rated one. So that's why it you know. Not it's just, what you think it well, is. Well, the <laughs> reason the reason why it's the highest rated one is because I have listened to it probably thirty times. So that's 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 a part Absolutely. of it. So, brother Brad, brother Tam, uh, would you guys want to speak on what? the purposes of your podcast so that our audience knows
2: yeah so the idea of the podcast is basically each episode we take a question uh and we dive into that question really uh try to do a very thorough job of answering it from every angle uh and each episode is a brand new question and uh just uh, helping to offer a resource for um, people with uh, questions. We live in a day and age with lots of questions, and I'm trying to approach those from a biblical perspective. So um, we uh, really enjoy doing it, and appreciate you guys having us on as part of this podcast. Appreciate what you guys do.
0: Yeah, so I mean, really, your podcast is, from listening, it's Dr. Tim is like Stump the Schwab on ESPN. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but uh, he's he's kind of the guru. But Brother Brad kind of plays the role of that Christian who's asking those questions Mm -hmm. and trying to dig deeper into whatever that subject is. Um, and I think that's, that is what we're going to do with this episode here on The Everyday right. Christian. It's something slightly different. Um, we are, all three of us are now going to attack Brother Tim. and uh, Pray for me. And Sims. yes, and we're <laughs> going to go right into that. But I wanted to mention, you can follow them on Instagram, yeah. questions, at Questions of Faith, yes. is that right? And then as well as on Facebook at Questions of Faith, and you guys are on all podcast platforms. So give them a listen. Go listen to the Mark of the Beast episode, and you'll be hooked. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we appreciate and the Kingdom it. of Heaven. The Kingdom of Heaven, yes, is yeah. really important. Yes, the and king- I'm, uh, yeah. Sometimes I don't think it gets the importance that it needs. Yeah, Kingdom of Heaven—that's actually their least listened to. <laughs> so that's why we want you to go listen. to them. No, I'm joking.
1: <laughs> so what I what I really enjoy about you know their podcast is just getting to hear from a perspective of questions that I've always had around each one of those different topics. Mm-hmm. And you may be having those same questions today. Maybe it is around the Mark of the Beast or, or whatever other topic you know from the Bible that they've covered. And you're just like, man, you yeah, I really wish I could have asked someone that, that knows. Yeah. This is your opportunity. Give them a listen. It's an easy listen. Some podcasts are not easy listens, <laughs> and it's an easy listen. So go ahead and uh, tune into them, uh, and you'll be blessed for sure.
0: Yeah, so to start... All right. What are some of the main purposes of the Holy Ghost in our daily lives? And why does it matter, Brother Tim? Mm.
2: It's a really good question and an important one for, um, you know, Christians who are uh, wanting to uh, live in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, uh, understanding what the role of the Spirit is. And to answer this question, I first want to just kind of help us to see the distinction between the person of the Spirit and His work. Um, a lot of times um, we can forget that the Spirit is a person, mm. and He does works in this world and in our lives, yeah. but He's also a part of um, a Trinity. You know, He's also yeah. part of uh, the Father, Son, and the Spirit. And so, um, you know, recognizing that what Spirit it, the Spirit is doing inside of us, it comes from a person, mm. and obviously God. And so... What the Spirit does in our life is what God is wanting to do in our life. And uh, one of the things that He does is that His first main role is that He convicts us of sin. Mm. And um, that's one of the first things that uh, the Spirit does in our lives is He convicts us of unrighteousness and of sin. That's what uh, Jesus said in John chapter 16. He talks about talking about the Spirit that He's going to convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. And so one of the first works that the Spirit wants to do in our lives is to convict us of the sin that's in our lives. And that's uh, not always pleasant, right? Not always fun, not always something that um, we necessarily want to deal with. But that's the reality of what the Spirit is wanting to do in our lives, is to convict us of of sin Uh, what i
1: like about this is that it applies not just to the believer Mm, but it also applies Mm, to the sinner mm. as well and so he draws us but he also convicts the, the already the believer sure and so for a christian you know in in your daily life Having a Holy Spirit being there, that voice that speaks very clearly to you when you know there's something that you should be doing or should sure. not be doing. Yeah. Uh, man, I, I I'm just that thought though of the sinner and also the Christian.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think to frame it in that way, to recognize that when I am convicted of sin, uh when I'm uh, you know, that this is a work of the Spirit. Like, this is not a bad thing. Yeah. This yeah. is a good thing Yeah. yeah. Um, that the Spirit is doing this in my life. In fact, if the Spirit is not convicting you of sin, <laughs> that's a bad thing. Right. right. Yeah. We, we've got uh, some issues there. And so to embrace this idea of that the Spirit's work in my life is to convict me of sin and to— um, not not be afraid of that, but to be thankful and grateful yeah. that that's what the Spirit is doing in my life. Um, in order to sanctify me, in order to um, you know, make me more like Christ, to conform me into His image. Um, He can't do that. The Spirit can't do that unless He convicts me of sin. Right. man, that's right. so awesome. Really well said. What's another purpose? Uh, so the Holy Spirit guides us into uh, revelation of mm. biblical truth. So yes. the Spirit helps us to mm. uh, understand. Mm. What is the word of God and its truth that applies? to our lives. And so Jesus said that in John chapter 16. He says, when He, talking about the Spirit, mm. uh, the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. And so one of the things that the Spirit does in our life after He's convicted of us of sin mm-hmm. and we're a believer and walking in Him is that He, he guides us in truth and mm. helps us
0: to uh, discern between um, biblical truth and error. Now, do you think that that's something that we need to ask Him for, or is it immediately given to us at the moment of salvation, that spirit of truth? Yeah, both. R- revelation,
2: yeah. Both is the answer, yeah. So He he, he does, from the very beginning, uh, you know, guide us in truth and, and, and help us to, uh, to walk in truth from the Word of God as we read the Word of God. But it's also something that we should seek after Mm -hmm. and desire after. Uh, That's what James said in James chapter 1. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Yeah. Because God gives it freely, liberally. Like, he's given out wisdom if we'll ask for it. And so uh, he guides us into biblical truth. Um, And so that's why... reading a Holy Bible, uh, from a whole, you know, with the understanding that the Holy spirit is wanting to speak to me through this is so important. It's not just about head knowledge, but it's about the spirit, uh, speaking truth into my life. And I think
1: about, you know, just daily life when you're reading the word of God in devotions and there's, there's something about getting into the presence of, of Mm -hmm. God, whenever you read the Bible Mm -hmm. and when, the, the holy spirit will illuminate god's word is alive it will come to life mm-hmm. to you but there's just there's another level of of a devotional life mm-hmm. whenever you are just enveloped in god's presence yeah. and you read the word of god it's just it's faster mm-hmm. it's quicker mm-hmm. it just seems like it's just sharper <laughs> it, it happens more um, sure. readily when you are in the presence of god and reading his word the holy spirit just illuminates well, his word to you
0: well it's amazing how we kind of go through the motions whenever we're reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just say, well, I have to read my three chapters a day. You wake mm-hmm. up and you're reading them, and I've done this. You know, it's like, I've read my book of Psalms, and like, it's really interesting. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't know some of that stuff, but it's it's more than just that. And I think that if, you know, Christians that are listening to this would kind of take a step back before reading the Word and just, like Brother Tim said, ask for that revelation, ask and seek after the Lord and and, and pray that, you know His spirit is there while we're reading the Word of God because there's, there's a lot more like you said than head knowledge. sure It's something that can be implied internally to your everyday life. Yeah. if I
2: can just add a, a quick, fo- quick footnote, a quick caveat to that too, is you know we're not looking for new or novel mm-hmm. things, yeah. but yeah. we're looking for truth yeah and that, it, that the Spirit will guide us in biblical revelation of biblical truth does yeah. not mean that we're going to come up with some new doctrine yeah. or new uh, revelation. That's yes. not what we're looking for. Yes. So I think sometimes when we we can approach Scripture and be like, ooh, I'm, I need something new yeah. that will wow people, and, and that is <laughs> not the point at all. The point yeah. is... Uh, what is the truth that is in there it may right. be new to me maybe mm. it's a fresh that I never knew before yeah. um, but you know there's there's nothing new under the sun right I mean <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's God's word and it's uh, it's there and so want to be careful that in this to recognize that caveat yeah. that we're not just looking for new or novel right. but what we're looking for is the spirit to to bring new life into us about what we have read and, and seen
0: yeah and, and we'll move on I think we've got quite a few other points but I think too, to add just one small thing to that it is amazing how often we read the bible to get a sunday school lesson mm-hmm. or read the bible to get a sermon mm-hmm. and it's like that you know those are good things you know in in themselves but it's more than that you know i i have to learn how to how to apply those things to my life mm-hmm. i have to learn how to how to get those truths into my own heart mm-hmm. before i can then you know Try to read the Bible to find truths for someone else. So, sure. anyway, so what's another what's another purpose? Yeah, so uh,
2: another purpose of the Spirit in our lives is that he uh, he gives gifts um, to believers, and so spiritual yeah. gifts is another uh, thing that the Spirit God does in our life. And um, you know, as Pentecostals, we um, obviously like to uh, talk about you know the gift of tongues and yeah. interpretation and all that, uh, and. While I think it's good that we put an emphasis on that, I also think we can err in only putting those emphasis on that to the neglect of the other spiritual gifts mm. that God has for us. And um, they're all necessary. They're all needed. Mm. Um, and we, we talked about earlier about uh, knowledge and wisdom. Like, those are gifts of the Spirit. right? You know, so- discernment. To know what is truth yeah. and what is error and all these mm. different um, gifts, spiritual gifts that God gives. And he gives them to uh, to the church, to believers, and he gives different gifts to different people, and we need them all. And so a healthy um, church is made up of members who have uh, are operating in their gifts, whatever they may be.
0: So I, I know these are really big words, but uh, cessationalism. Mm-hmm and continuism. Do you think that that kind of plays into the spiritual gifts as well? Do you think that there's oftentimes this, I hope I'm pronouncing that word right, cessationalist attitude when it comes to the gifts of the Spirit, that that was for the apostles back then, it's not for me now, Mm -hmm. whereas what obviously we believe is the continuism Mm -hmm. part of it. Mm -hmm. Do you could you kind of explain? I mean, I don't know if I explained that well. Is that yeah, no, is that kind of yeah, yeah, simply yeah, yeah. what it is? Uh,
2: so, I mean, this is a long subject. With yeah, you, you sorry, I'm so sorry. Yes, <laughs> uh, but um, this idea of how you approach your uh, your presuppositions to Scripture. Um, so, those who are cessationists would say that spiritual gifts aren't for the for today. That they died mm-hmm. out uh, during the apostles uh, after the last apostles, um, and that's just. Both biblically wrong and, and, frankly, historically wrong. Right. Um, and so um, there's there is really good evidence for uh, the fact that God intended spiritual gifts to last for the entirety of the church age. Yeah. Um, now I will say I am a cessationist. Mm. I believe that the, the the gifts of the Spirit will end at the end of the church age. Mm. So they're in was for the church age, yeah. for uh, for the church. Their gifts, their spiritual gifts for the church. And so when the church is no longer there, then spiritual gifts will no longer be needed. Hmm. But as long as the church is in existence, spiritual gifts will be needed. Yeah, I think about, you know, living by
1: faith, mm you know, someday we're not going to live by faith anymore. Exactly. <laughs> we'll live by sight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Because
2: yeah. 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 there's there's no more need for that. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's the yeah. same principle applying to spiritual gifts. And so, yes, definitely um, uh, have, have pretty strong um, opinions <laughs> yeah. for a continuous uh, perspective on spiritual gifts.
0: So I think that, and the reason I bring that up, uh, those two big words that I just, I have to practice numerous times <laughs> just to get them right. But I think the reason why I bring that up is because, there's almost this and and i could say this about pentecostal i could say this about any you know rel- any belief any um uh, denomination Sure. um it almost seems as if there's a lot in because we're pentecostal mm-hmm. um there's a it's like we speak Continuism, but we act cessationism. Oh, good. Very good. And so yeah. it's like we will say, you know, we, we these are the gifts of the Spirit. We believe in them. You know, we believe in God's healing. We believe in ra- Him raising people from the dead. But it's like, do we actually practice that? And I think that our actions speak differently than our words, and so that's why we're kind of bringing that up here sure. because it's like we're going to talk the word, but obviously you have to put that into action. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So we can be, um, continuous in doctrine, but actually be sensationist in practice. Right. Um, and that's a big thing that we want to guard against is not just being, um, having a belief system, but also we need to have behavior that is linked together with that. And, um, That is the heartbeat uh, of um, my—one of the heartbeats of my ministry is that we would not just be Pentecostal in name only, but that we'd be Pentecostal in practice as well. And so I've spent a lot of time working um, on— to help develop and to encourage people to to be Pentecostal more than just in the name. That, that's
1: why we are so glad to have you on this podcast because <laughs> yes. that's our motto is mm. applying scriptural principles to yeah. everyday Christian lives mm-hmm. and to live out in practice the the work of the Holy Spirit in our our daily lives.
0: I feel so. like we're just throwing it at him because we kind of took <laughs> his place, but brother Brad, what are your thoughts on a lot of this? Do you kind of agree? Do you disagree? Do you? Oh no, I've learned that, Doctor. <laughs> yeah, Dr. if you said does it. It's just. But I don't know if you talking it's about. The the to go back to the truth. Yeah. <laughs> no, but a lot of what you was talking about is faith that works. Mm-hmm. is dead. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have that faith, but then the works you have to back it up.
2: Yeah. So we really want to make sure that we don't just have a belief system, um, you know, these doctrinal creeds that we affirm, but we don't practice any of them. Mm-hmm. And um, especially when it comes to spiritual gifts, um, we, the Church of the 21st century need spiritual gifts just as much as they did in the first century or in any other century. Um, and um, as wickedness abounds and as the church world even is becoming more and more worldly, yeah. um, man, we need spiritual gifts uh, operating in our lives
0: and yeah. within the church. Amen. So I said, Man, I think that, you know, just to finish that off, I think we've, um, It's amazing how we are kind of like an Acts chapter 2 church, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But what about Acts chapter Mm 3? And what about Acts chapter 4? And what about the book, you know, the Corinthians and stuff like that? I think that we almost get nailed down on Acts chapter 2, where it's like God is moving on someone, Mm -hmm. but the book of Acts is, I mean, it's Acts, it's action, you know, it's not just God moving on you, but it's you moving for God as well. So anyway, so what are, what is another purpose. Yeah, uh, that was a long one, but... <laughs> yeah, uh,
2: there's, there's a, a lot of uh, other ones that we can mention, but just for sake of time, I just want to mention one more, and that is that the Holy Spirit helps us in prayer. Mm. Uh, that as we are um, pouring out our heart to God, and as we are um, praying that the Spirit, as as our Spirit is connecting with the Spirit of God, the Spirit helps us in our praying. That uh, And in Uh, I don't want to get off in this rabbit trail of speaking in tongues because it's my soapbox and I could talk about it for (laughs) a long time, but that's one of the things that that speaking in tongues uh, affords us is this opportunity to free from the limitations of language, to uh, our spirit directly communicate with God's spirit, and to help us in our prayer. That's what Paul talks about in Romans. He talks about with groanings that cannot be uttered, this idea of in times of intense prayer where... uh, I've already said everything I know to say to God about the situation, right? Yeah. I've already poured out my heart and in all of my words and all of my best abilities of my, my uh, you know, ability to put words together, I've prayed about it. And that ability to, uh, you know, speak in tongues and pouring out my spirit before God in that way, um, just, uh, you know, helping me in my infirmities, what Paul says, um, in my weaknesses, yeah. that, the Spirit enables me to pray yeah. uh, through those weaknesses and to make intercession for me with groanings that cannot be uttered.
0: You know, I one thing, I actually attended the seminar you did on speaking in mm-hmm. tongues, really very, very interesting. One thing I wrote down was... And I could, I'm paraphrasing this, so you'll have to correct correct me with what I'm saying. But you know, you think about like the Tower of Babel. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's one thing that I remember you mentioning, and and that was when they were trying to build a tower to reach heaven. Mm -hmm. They were trying to build a tower to get there to see see heaven. Mm -hmm. Um, And what God did was he he confused their language. Mm -hmm. You know, he 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 separated them. You know, they couldn't speak. But what what the Holy Ghost does, and I I think I believe you mentioned this again. I'm paraphrasing, so correct correct me if I'm saying this wrong, but when we speak in tongues it, it's it's as if we're we're unifying together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we're seeing a glimpse of heaven like they were yes. trying to see yeah. and so i think that that's something that is that is very much needed in prayer because you know there's o- like you said there's only so much that i can do and I, you can be like the pharisee and use all these huge words mm. to try to like get god to come down to you but when it comes to the filling of the holy ghost mm-hmm. speaking in tongues it's like you are you're not even just unifying with other believers, which is great, but you are connecting to a God and seeing that glimpse of heaven mm-hmm. that they were trying to see when they built the Tower of Babel. I thought that was the most one of the most interesting mm-hmm. uh quotes from that. so
2: yeah: Yeah, Th- thank you so much. Do you have any other thoughts as as we? uh yeah, no, I, I just want to say thought. maybe one more thing on this prayer aspect is, um, so in prayer, um the words that we pray." Don't have power in mm. and of themselves. Yeah. What has power is the one in whom we're praying to, right? So as the as the one who's praying, my words—whether I use big, eloquent words, <laughs> you know, five-dollar words, or right. I, I just say, "God, yeah. help me." Yeah. yeah, right. Those words don't have the power in <clears throat> them necessarily. It's the it's the spirit communicating with the spirit of God, and I would say the same thing with speaking in tongues. The words of tongues aren't the things that have power, but it's the communication with my spirit, communicating with God's spirit, and what speaking in tongues allows me is to do that free from the limitations of my language, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know how to pour out my heart any other, you know, I can't, I, I, God help me, and then as I begin to pour out my spirit, I can do that free from the limitations of language to uh, to my spirit. Uh, communicating with God's Spirit. It's
1: awesome. Yeah, I was thinking, we were talking about this, you know, off podcast, mm-hmm. and I, I think about the the moments when someone is about to get in a wreck, when they call mm-hmm. out to God. They say a couple words. Maybe sure. it's just, oh, Jesus. Sure. But there is so much behind that. <laughs> the spirit behind yeah. that mm-hmm. could be, you know, many hours in prayer. Sure. You know, just for all that God, the need that that we need, need from God in that moment, and mm-hmm. God hears that and He understands that it's our spirit connecting with God in that moment. Mm-hmm. We two words came out, mm-hmm. but there was so much meaning, more meaning behind that, yeah. and God rescues us in that moment. Sure.
0: It's, and, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, and I thank you for bringing that up too. I think it it's. It's incredible how we can just spend hours in prayer mm. and sometimes not even feel like mm. we've done anything. Sure. But then there's those moments where it's just like it literally is your mindset changing. Mm-hmm. And I've had that mindset. I know we've we've had those mindsets where it's like if we just say all of these things mm-hmm then somehow that's going to like... Yeah, twist like, God's arm yeah, and do exactly what ex- I want. Ex- exactly, you. do exactly right. what, what we want Him to do. And it's like, we're just like, you know, God, here's a treat. Like, now you can come speak to me. And that's not how it works. It's like our mindset needs to be flipped to say, you know what? God has the power to meet my need. God has the power to help me. I don't have to speak eloquently. Mm -hmm. I just have to say, "Lord," you know. When Jackson says "dad," I know what the "dad" means. Mm -hmm. It's like if he says "dad," I know that he's hurting. I know something's wrong. When he says "dad," I know that he wants something. You know, it's just like (laughs) that's a very Mm -hmm. you know carnal way of looking at it. But I think that God is the same way. We we almost treat Him as if we have to give Him these huge words to get Mm -hmm. something in return. And it's like if we would just flip our mindset to say, "It's not what we." can do, it's what God can do, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, so I I think that's a, a wonderful point and, and a great place to close this episode. I really feel like we could just talk on all this for hours, probably. Yeah. Um, if there's anything else you guys want to add, if not, then, I, yeah, I, I see a look in Brother Tim's eye. I feel like there's something else he wants to say in this episode. No, he's no. he's uh, shaking his head. Brother I do King. have
1: something to share though. You know, we were talking you know, off, offline as well, um, and there was something that came to my mind You know, there when in the Bible where it says that uh, outer man looks on the outer mm. outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. Right. Yeah. You know, it put a new perspective. Mm. I know the interpretation of that, mm-hmm. but the application is still there that God looks at our heart and, mm. and the when we have groanings that cannot be uttered, mm-hmm. it's that spirit, it's that heart in, in prayer. And I think about Hannah when she prayed, and you know, her lips were moving, no words were coming out. Mm-hmm. But what was her cry from her heart? Mm-hmm. Yeah. God saw that and he recognized that and he heard the prayer. I believe before you know the priest ever said anything, mm-hmm. God knew exactly what the cry of her heart was, and he was there answering. Amen. I, I just think that's so incredible that God looks at our hearts when it comes to you know the Holy, our you know connection with the Holy Spirit and praying in and, and the Holy Spirit and all of that. So thank you all. Yes, uh, you know dr tim <laughs> brother brad i appreciate you all coming and to share your thoughts and uh, share your heart with us today yeah, yes and we
2: pray that it's a blessing to uh your listeners yeah. that your listeners would be encouraged in their walk with the spirit and that god would uh lead and guide them and just thank you for all that you guys do oh, and yeah. uh you're uh you have been an inspiration to us and uh we just uh, appreciate you guys a lot for what you've done for us.
0: See, we only had them on here so they would say that right there, just so we could feel good about ourselves. No, uh, we actually have got another episode with them here in a few weeks that we're going to go over, and we are going to discuss can an unbeliever speak in tongues, so you don't want to miss that. And uh, we're going to put up on the screen where you guys can follow them and find them, go to their page. You you do not want to miss it. It's, it's excellent. If you thought this was good, go listen to their podcast. It's even better. So thank you guys for joining us and uh, God bless.